bin hier. The Grey Goose, Adventures of a Modern Robin Hood. Inspector Ford surprised me by asking me, as a safe and lock expert, to try and open a safe in a small house in Ealing. This house was under suspicion by the security boys, and the matter was, of course, very hush-hush. I promised to meet him at midnight. I decided to take Charlie Austin first and look things over. The safe was a very tough proposition, but eventually we got it open, picked up the contents, and disappeared. I then kept my appointment with the inspector. He was at the address all right, completely unconscious. He'd been slugged. Eventually I got him round and after a show of great difficulty and much personal sweat, I opened the safe. It was, of course, empty, except for the goose feather I'd planted on my earlier visit. <laughs> Under the circumstances, I was sorry I'd done this to friend Ben. A damn grey goose feather. Otherwise, not even a cigarette paper. Oh, heaven, give me a chance to nail down that sinner. So he's foresawed us, Ben. Yes, but how? How the devil does he know anything about this place, about police plans, security plans and all that? Maybe he was the man who cost you. But even as we must admit the Grey Goose has cleared the safe, he couldn't have been the kosher. He must have got away before you arrived on scene. How do you make that out? Big safe, lots of odds and ends. You'll have seen him leaving. True. I know, or think I do, these merchants whom we think come here for their sticky business didn't have a meeting tonight, and... Just as well for us. We'd have walked into a hornet's nest. But, uh, what were we going to say? They probably left one of their number on guard. Very likely. But if he saw you and suspected you, why didn't he kill you? Wait on. I think I know the answer to that one. He didn't have time. He heard me coming along. I don't see that one. Look, Ben, I had to meet you at twelve. Yes? But you said you came half an hour earlier, strolled round. Then you sneak into this doorway... The watcher now knows you're up to no good. Bang! Wallop! You're out. But along comes an angel in the disguise of Roland Fletcher. Your would-be assassin hasn't time to cut your throat or stamp you into the front step, so he does a bolt. Or does he? Eh? Quiet, Ben. What if he's still in the offing, listening or doing a bit of PT, muscling up for the second round? I hope he is out. My friend, you are favoured in that your hope is immediately realised. This is so seldom, eh? I am Ludovic Arpescu, Inspector Ebenezer Fort, at your service. Never heard of you before, but you have uh, <coughs> felt my presence, dear Ebenezer. So it was you. I had the honor of stunning you. As your friend so rightly surmised, I was on watch, and had I but a moment's more time, I should have uh, dispatched you to regions unknown. Which, however, we are taught to believe are joyous in the main. Now, gentlemen, hands on heads, please. It is impolite, I know, but I must search you. Jump him forward. Not so impetuous. I certainly have only a torch in one hand, but this other hand contains a luger. Very powerful gun, eh? Then why don't you use it? Admitting that you would be better dead, I have come to the conclusion that some of my associates might wish to ask you a few questions. Well, apparently you are unarmed, which is good. Ah, Benizi, you carry handcuffs. How very convenient. When do you expect your friends, as you call them? Uh, it is now 1 a.m. They meet tonight at 8 p.m. 
The inconvenience of waiting will be yours for a matter of just 19 hours. We somehow don't think your friends could be worth a wait of that long. Oh, I do not expect you to like them. But I'm certain they won't like you. And that will be most unfortunate for you. Now, enough. Hold your right hand out, Ebenezer. So, the handcuff now and the wrist behind the back, so... Now, friend of Ebenezer, put your back against your friends. So. I'm darned if I... Oh! I like you a push in the face with a gun sight, eh? Behave. Mr. Ludovic, what's your name? You will answer for that sometime. Shut up! Right hand behind back. So. <clears throat> it's good. Now the handcuff. Yeah, a position so difficult, is it not? Nothing to the position I'll get you into before long. Now sit down. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, I do apologize. Of course, it is almost impossible to sit down, isn't it? <laughs> Alas, you must stand. Let me just put a light on. Inspector Ebenezer, you will now raise your left hand. So, over the window. High up. Uh, that is excellent. Uh, just a moment. One move and I shoot. In this drawer are hammer and nails. Good. Once more the arm. So, uh, nail through the cuff of your coat to the highest extent of your arm. Excellent. And now you, my friend, arm up, please. <laughs> Left arm. So. Excuse me, should I most inadvertently hit the thumb now and then? I'm only an amateur carpenter. But even as I nail, I can see to shoot very well. Uh, and that makes us very uncomfortable, does it not? <laughs> I regret to leave you, but we shall meet again in approximately 18 and a half hours. Oh, uh. Uh, I've never been more uncomfortable in my life. Nailed to a wall and handcuffed to you like a limpet on a rock. Ben, being one of my best friends, would you tell me, um, is the latter situation so unpleasant? <laughs> I can't see much humour, as a matter of fact, in this position. I've tried to wiggle out of my coat, but it's a sheer impossibility. That cunning tripe hound is the best hand I've ever met in the line of rendering one hors de combat. Jiminy, I'm getting stiff. Uh, so am I. Eighteen hours to go... Uh, I say, I wonder what the Grey Goose took out of that safe. Ah, confound him, he may have gummed up the whole works. On the other hand, he may communicate with you. Yeah, slender chance. Just to get a sight of those papers, if any, I dragged you in. Ah, Lord knows where they are. Oh, heavens, this is agony. You're telling me. But I'm gradually getting numb. Look, can't we move around a bit? Uh, uh, not a hope. Wait on. We might tear our coats free of those nails. Try it. That tailor of mine uses better cloth than um, he gives me credit for. Mine too, but I pay cash. <laughs> Aren't we a pair of comics? I'm talking of tailors. How do we manage to get caught with our pants down like this? Oh. Uh, Eighteen hours more to go. Why did you sing out? 
I was just about losing consciousness. Listen. Until me 18 hours have passed. Someone's just outside the door. Perhaps our friend back again to see if we're dead. What's that? Someone fiddling with a lock. So it can't be garrulous Ludwig. Pretend you're out. Unconscious. Mr. X, go off, aren't you? I'm dreaming. No, it's Charlie. Charlie? Charlie who? It's Scott Austin. You too, Inspector. Blimey, what's going on? What are you doing pinned up like a couple of butterflies? Don't ask them fool question. Get us unpinned. A pinned? Why, you're nailed on. Yes, we know, but would you kindly unnail us? Yeah. Never get them nails out in a month of Sundays. Have to cut the sleeves away. Here, let me get my knife out. Thank you. Ooh! Ooh, I can't get my arm down. Uh, I think it's up here for good. I'll be a permanent strap hanger. <laughs> I'm Ooh. certainly not far off paralysed. Now the handcuff, Charlie. Oh, I see. Easy. I don't want a demonstration of your skill. There's a key in my right-hand pocket. Oh, shop your bracer shakes. <sighs> Thanks. Oh, funny. <laughs> oh, I've never opened handcuffs with a real key before. <laughs> How do you feel now, Fletcher? Stiff. But vastly better. Mm. Now, Charlie, we've got to get a very definite move on. This place is about as healthy as a snake pit. You ready, Ben? Yes, I think I've really had enough. Well, now we can relax. Whiskey and soda, Ben? <laughs> Ten whiskeys and soda, please. <laughs> Charlie, you fix the doings, and while doing so, just explain how it was you descended into our little hell tonight like an angel from heaven. Yes. And you did you know where to find us? It's puzzled me. Well, uh, Inspector, uh, uh, Mr. Hex uh, Fletcher uh, said as how he'd meet me at his flat here at ten o'clock uh, to discuss uh, 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 a new lot we were interested in. You're quite right. Well, uh, come ten o'clock, no gents see, so I, I'll wait till eleven. Uh, come twelve... One and two. So I think maybe he's, he's gone off to a party and it's no use waiting. Then I has a brainstorm. I looks in his diary. And there it is plain as a pike staff. Twelve o'clock. Inspector Ford, 17 Crane, Crescent Ealing. Well, then I think, sir. Uh, oh, police stuffer. Hope he's not in any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, I know the police, see. <laughs> Begging your pardon, Inspector. Well, don't worry about me, Charlie. After your effort tonight, I wouldn't run you in for murder. Oh, Pleased to be a service, sir. Well, uh, came four I am, and I began to fear the worst. So I gets the small car of Mr. Fletcher's and, and tears out. What made you uh, um, force an entry? Well, uh, I was suspicious, like. So I thought I'd have a look-see, which I did, as you know. With most satisfying results, Charlie. Let me shake hands with the most opportune and welcome cracksman I've ever met. With these words, Fletcher... I'm going to rest my weary and much-abused body. Well, so long, Ben. I think we shall sleep well tonight. <laughs> I think so. Good night. Good night. Phew. How did I go, Mr. Hicks? Magnificent, Charlie. My heart was in my mouth. Uh, have you ever written a book? Uh, why, no. Well, you should. You're the finest liar I've ever met. <laughs> 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 The Grey Goose is certainly well served by his little cockney pal, Charlie Austin. 
And apparently the ex-burglar learns ready wit and how to cope with an awkward situation from his employer, the Grey Goose. <laughs>